Life Her Podcast. Her is me, her is you. Her is us, her is she, her is we. United we stand, baby, that her for keeps. I'm coming and I demand my space. I know it's free. I owe myself the world. They tried to count me out. I've been down some dark roads. They tried to pound me out. From cloudy to sunny, ain't think that I would make it out. I needed positive emotions to fill me out. Hey, ladies, this is Life Her Podcast where we uplift women, heal women, and not to mention women are sharing their personal stories. And a lot of people always want to judge someone and not even knowing what's open inside that book. Well, sometimes you need to go through chapters and understand that person, or sometimes you just need not to judge and get to know them personally. Today, we have Micah Giles with us today. Hey, Micah. Hi. (laughs) How you doing? Oh, blessed. That's good. So what are some of the challenges that we face today and that you noticed about women? Um, see, challenges. Being independent, for one. We are, I feel that we always get judged because um, women tend to overpower things at some point in time. But it's not us being overpowering. It's that I believe women know exactly what they need, what they want, and where they need to be and go. So we put the extra to being successful. Mm-hmm. Um, single mothers in the home. That's yeah. the issue. Um, I was a single mother, so I guess that's been an issue. <laughs> so what do you think about the terminology I've heard a lot and... Uh, I don't know. I don't take it too well because they always say, oh, you strong. You a strong black woman. But what is behind that strong black woman? What do you think about people always saying you a strong black woman? Mm-hmm. Well, first off, you are a strong black woman. So take that with grace. Take it with grace? Yes. <laughs> Sometimes I think people use it loosely, though. You know, like, okay, you a strong black woman, but... Sometimes we got to find our ways to heal and keep going. But sometimes we have our broken moments where we need someone to talk to. We need someone to do things to communicate with us so we can get through it. Mm-hmm. But as a strong black <laughs> woman, we still be alone at the end of the day, too. Yeah. It, but um, I don't think that we're alone. I think that's the, um, basically, God knows what you can handle. Right. So, when someone says that, oh, you're a strong black woman, if they only knew what I've been through, I don't think they can handle it. That's how I look at them. The people who say it loosely. Mm -hmm. Like, you just don't know my story to get me to where I'm at. Okay. And for me to be who I am today. But, but. I'm pretty sure it's mostly like, you know what? Yeah, she can handle this. Mm-hmm. She's gonna stay. She's gonna stay strong through it, and she gonna push through and make it. And it's gonna be. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be like a. Like, I guess a rainbow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the glory at the end. Right. And so, and I think that's where I'm at now. I'm just. I'm anticipating my glory point. Okay, so what was before your glory points? Oh, hell. Tell us about (laughs) the the younger Micah. Hell. (laughs) Hell on earth. Um, 
As a kid, I was a uh, I went to a private school. Okay. People probably don't know that I went to Chapel Hill Christian School. Um, I was born believing God. Um, both parents in the home, good structure. Um, my brother was a pastor. Well, he was a minister. He okay. always loved God. Always, always, always. I was more the one with. Yeah, uh-huh, I'm going to go this way and try this, too. It's mm-hmm. hot over here. Oh, I want to see what's hot. But he was more, you know, ever since he was a kid, he was like that, just focused. Me, I like, I just like to do things. I wanted to see and experience things that uh, somebody might other say, like, don't do it. So mm-hmm. it was like, um, I played football as a, no. as a girl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kickball, basketball, I played every sport it was. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people looked at it like, oh, she's a tomboy. Yeah, but I like sports, but it kept me out of trouble. Um, as far as uh, dealing as a kid at Chapel Hill, um, I was probably, I think it was like three black kids mm-hmm. at that time. So um, we dealt with race, racism then. Um, but... Through that point in my life, as I am here today, I look at it like um, it was—it's part of who I am mm-hmm. because I have a, I have a love for God, and I'm I'm aware of different things in my life, and um, I know the Bible. I used to say Bible verses every Friday mm-hmm. because that's what we had to do. I went to church every Monday, so I go to church on Sunday. Right. So it it was it was all part of me. Going from um, Chapel Hill Christian School, predominantly white school, I went to Perkins. Wow. The, the difference. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was black people everywhere. They were fun. I got to listen to music. I got, to, oh, it was just a totally different experience. And a lot of people feel that's where um, I changed. Same. Right. But I don't think that I changed. It was just what was inside of me. Okay. So it was like buried at Chapel Hill because you got to do this, do that. But I still got in trouble there at Chapel Hill. I Mm -hmm. got a paddle. Right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Uh, Saying something stupid. But I got a paddle. Uh, I got kicked off the bus for uh, hitting a boy. So it was always inside me. Like, you saying it was inside of you, so was it a point, did you have anger in you, or it was just you just always curious about doing the opposite, and always curious about doing something different um, besides on what someone is trying to tell you? It was always doing about what I wanted to do. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't care with nobody else. Yeah. If I wanted to do it, I'm going to do it. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And... I think that's just what it was. It's just like, oh, all right, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Or don't dare me. Not at that age. Mm-hmm. I can show you better than I can tell you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, you told me not to do this. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it worse. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so it was like when I got to Perkins, it was like um, that first boyfriend, you know, mm-hmm. at an all-white school, they wouldn't study me. Out. Like, right, because you're the, one of the only black girls. Period. Okay. So it was just like, oh, that's our friend. That's You know what I'm saying? So I got involved with um, boys then, mm-hmm. uh, met friends 
did the same things that I did. Um, I actually had my first drink and smoked weed in the eighth grade. Did you? Mm-hmm. I guess. Really? But no, I have my down times. You did? Mm-hmm. But as far as uh, liquor, no. I'm really not a liquor person, but people think I am. Okay. But liquor's not my choice at all. I hate the after effects and everything. But I am a partier, so. So with you transpiring and doing all these changes, how did your, how did your parents feel and how did your brother feel about you? Oh, it was back and forth. Mm-hmm. in my home um, but it was more so like I really thank God for my mom she was like when I said like a ride or die she's a ride or die for me she gonna go all the way mm-hmm. regardless of what Mike could do that's my baby period mm-hmm. and I've always I've, I'm very appreciative of that because it's like my mom never gave up on me okay um, I had I would in love with my father, you know, and it's like during certain situations that he would stop speaking to me because he'd be so upset. Mm-hmm. Like I put, girl, I done sent you to Chapel Hill. You was 4.0 student. Now you going to Perkins and you barely getting 3.0. I wasn't focused. I was focused on other mm-hmm. things. I was doing other things. And I mean, at the time, you know, you thinking like, oh, well, that's how I was. Right. But um, I see where it changed my life at that point, I guess. Yeah, because I knew right from wrong. Mm-hmm. I just chose wrong. Um, I, I, <laughs> most of the time I feel like everybody knows what, mm-hmm. what you're doing. Yeah. You know if it's right or wrong. I don't think people should be in denial of that because mm-hmm. we control our own actions mm-hmm. but admitting our actions is the, another oh, yeah. thing you know and with you admitting it and you know <laughs> so if you know saying it's there I'm not one like ah judge I would have <laughs> called you at home wake you up tell you I did this but mm-hmm. I knew you was gonna, you weren't going to answer <laughs> right so, so that's, I'm going to do it anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> and I've had that attitude all my life uh-huh. Um, Do you still find yourself being that way? Yes. Really? Yes. But it's for my good. Okay. So you reversed it. Mm-hmm. That's good. The older that I got. And that's just because of um, just life experiences. Right. Um, so when I went from Perkins, I went to John Arbuthel. Lord Jesus. <laughs> Big 1040. Love it. Um I love everything about my experience at Book Did you? Oh, yeah. From Perkins, too. Mm-hmm. I met a lot of good friends. A lot of good friends I'm still cool with to this day. Um, I love the how the, it's community-based mm-hmm. because I lived on Bonita, right? Okay. Backyard at Book So Yeah, it is. Couldn't wait till Saturday mornings to hear the football games and the bands. So it was just like, oh, I can't wait to get the book though. Mm-hmm. And it was like, even when it came down to my choice of, you know, once I left Chapel Hill, it was like a choice. And my mom really wanted me to go to CBCA. Mm-hmm. And I cried and begged, like, can I just make my, you know. Mm-hmm. She probably thinks that might have been the worst <laughs> decision. But even at that time, um, my parents had a very good job, but it was financial situations occurred. 
Um, we downsized, and no, we went to a bigger house. But then we had to downsize because my father had got sick. So it was just a lot of different situations that I did deal with growing up. I lost my father when I was young. Mm -hmm. um, that played a big part. Um, even in eighth grade, he had got real sick. And um, I'd never forget the phone call that we got. I was in his bathroom. And um, they had called us to the hospital and said he wasn't going to make it. Yeah. But yet he still lived after that mm -hmm. about 10 more years. So that was the first experience yeah. of somebody real close, and um, I was a kid. I was in eighth grade. Mm, heartbreaking too. What? That's Especially my baby. Especially when you could function it. You know what I'm saying? Like, dang, my dad really sick like that. So yes. it was like a, a praying, ongoing praying. Yes, and it was, and he, he had cancer. And okay. He was a diabetic, so it was like you said, ongoing prayer mm -hmm. from that day on. Mm -hmm. And um, he was my number one fan. He was always in the stands. Right. So it was just like, you know. So um, going from that point, it was just like, went to Bukto, went to school, and I got pregnant my senior year. I had full full scholarship to, um, it was for the state of Ohio foot, uh, softball team, sorry. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a traveling team, so I had to deny that. Right. Um, so that, I'd be looking like, dang, if I would have took that, where would I be today? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, had a, a, a little girl, and uh, she's been blessing ever since. <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but she's helped me um, in my growth, though. Yeah. I was getting ready to ask you, did she help you yeah. with your growth? I you changed. You know, going through different changes over the years uh -huh. from Perkins on. Yeah. <laughs> So did it. So what? What is one of the experiences like? Okay, so you had her as your senior year, and then now. No, I made it. I made it through book though. Oh, you made it through. Mm-hmm. So you made. When it I was walking across so, stage. So now you're a grown woman with right. a little cute baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how was survival mode? Because you know you had to survive. Okay, I'll tell you a survival mode. I was working in a salon. With no license, and state board walked in and find well, they gave the shop a fine and they fined me too. Mm -hmm. So survival mode at that time, I'm like, I don't got nowhere to go. Tired of asking my parents to help me. I'm grown, mm -hmm. and so at that point, I made a decision in my life. That wasn't a. a I don't blame nobody but myself. Ain't nobody took, put no gun in my head and made me do it. But it's something I chose to do. And um had took a trip to Jamaica and imported mm, 24 pellets of cocaine. Mm -hmm. And I caught a case at 21. Wow. Yep. So who, um, so when you caught your case, you went through the court process and everything, mm -hmm. how much time did you have to do or you didn't do any? No, oh, no, I went to jail. I went to... Um, Miami Federal Detention Center first. Mm -hmm. I had to stay there for three months and transport it because of my dad's illness and stuff to get me back because I caught my cats in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Miami. Well, not, well yeah, Fort Lauderdale. Then Miami's like right up the street, but that's the only place they could hold federal people. Um, so during that time, it was like, that was rough. 
Mm-hmm. Being separated from my kid, I did a year and a day. That's ten months. They give you good days per year. Mm-hmm. It's certain my good days per year, so you know I wouldn't get in trouble out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta get home, yeah. but um, I took full responsibility for my case. Mm-hmm. I didn't blame anyone. I didn't, um, and to this day, I don't blame anyone. Right. Um, it was a oh, road rule. Road rules. Remember that it used to be on MTV. Yes. <laughs> That's how I felt I was for like five days. Um. I'm glad that it happened the way that it did. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that, you know, one of the pellets didn't bust inside of me. I wouldn't be here telling you my story. Right. I'm glad that um, I got in trouble for it, went to jail, because if I didn't, I probably would have did it again. Yeah. You know, just knowing the situation. Just feeling you getting away with it, you like, dang, it's cool, it's smooth. Right. Man, I could pull this again. Right. You know? Totally. But the plan was not for me to actually bring drugs back. That's what, like, messed everything up. Um, It was just more so, I tell people all the time, um, being at the wrong place at the wrong time could get Mm -hmm. you in a world of trouble. So you have to, you know, I I knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But should I have went with the plans, hey, uh, I was in love. I was, <laughs> my baby said, we going to Jamaica, let's go. Let's go. I was 21. Yeah. I just got caught in the shop doing hair, and now my money, you know, flow stopped. So it was all that, tired of going back and forth with your parents. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I could have went to them, they helped me do anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you just, just like, I'm grown. Yeah, I'm grown. Yeah, I'm grown. I'm tired of this. You got a baby to take care of. Exactly. Didn't want to depend on nobody else. Mm-mm. So it was just me and her. So when, when you got out, how old was she when you came out? Let me see. I think she was like, let's see, I was 21. So she was like three or four. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was like three or four. She stayed with um, my baby's father's aunt during the week. Mm-hmm. And on the weekend, she stayed with my parents. Okay. So um, I had support from my family. I thank God for yeah, my baby's father, Aunt Sissy, and my parents. Um, one of the worst things about being in prison, I tell anybody, is to call home to hear a loved one has passed. Um, or if you have a kid, being concerned about, you know, was my kid could be riding down the street. Mm-hmm. Somebody just hit her. Mm-hmm. So it was just constant stuff like that Just going thinking on. thinking of different mm. things that could happen and will happen. I got a sick father. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was, it's more stress on top of what you done did. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think I look good in green, so I ain't going back. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a life changer yeah. at that point. Um, I met some good people down there. Now, every, I tell anybody, I met a lot of good people down there. A lot of women have... Um, powerful stories mm-hmm. and um, uh, actually one of my um, I think she was like I, I guess I want to say she was like a mentor because okay. she had been there for a long time before okay. I got there because um, like I got transported to Alderson mm-hmm. I ended my time at Alderson West Virginia um, I'll never forget it the first day I went to prison I met at my time my boyfriend's mom Really? On prison grounds. Wow. 
and um, never I seen pictures of her and stuff. She seen mm-hmm. pictures of me, um, and uh, but just end up in the same place and meeting like that, it was just like it blew dang. my mind, literally. Wow. Yep. So that, um, but I'll tell anybody at that time, at that season, I thank God somebody was there. To guide you and keep yeah. your strength up. You young. Oh, my goodness. The young. first. Let me tell you about the first day when I got in there. I'll never forget it. <laughs> I was in there, and I, I have nothing against, you know, uh, the same sex. Hey, that's your business. You do what you do. <laughs> but that for me, uh, that that's not for me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a believer, so I'm trying to fi- follow the word as much as I can, the best that I can. I'll fall short, but <laughs> um, it was a, the girl was 19 years old, and she got in trouble for uh, 10 bricks of heroin. She had brought it overseas, so. When I get in there, she's like, hey, where you from, Baba? I said, I just got one question to ask you. She was like, I was like go ahead, shoot it, Ma, shoot it. She was from New York. She had, like, a, you know, that Bronx accent. Mm-hmm. She was cool, real cool. I'm like, is everybody in here gay? <laughs> That's what you said? Yes. Oh, she was like, uh, no, why? And, like, stepped back and just looked at me like, because I don't play that gay shit, listen. Them is fierce to me. I just don't want that in here. And listen, you can do what you do. You go play with your girlfriend down there. And she was like, really? That's the first thing you're going to say? Well, you ain't say nothing like, you know, mm-hmm. what, what's your name? I'm like, yeah, I just want to make sure we got this laid out. Whole understanding. Yeah, and, and from that day point, from that day on, it, she said that's what broke us to make us to be cool. She was like, because you just didn't care. You just had to tell me how you felt, huh? Right. And I'm like, yeah, I did. And I remember, <laughs> and I remember to like, I remember that's like very. It's certain things I don't remember about prison, and it's certain things that I do. Mm-hmm. But that's one thing that stood up. I remember being there on New Year's Eve, and looking out this little ass window and crying, cause I want to be at home, mm-hmm. and I'm hearing all these people, and then everybody's family who was down there, you know, they pulled up. They all yelling outside and stuff. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm so many miles away from home. I don't know none of these people here. Because mm-hmm. I was in Miami. So it's like, I don't. It was hard. It was um, just, and I think the most thing about, most part that made it so hard was just being, I'm a family person. Mm-hmm. So being away from my family, um, that was the hardest part. So when you, um, after you, Basically, when you released from prison and everything, mm-hmm. how how was it as far as your bond with your daughter? Did you feel that she had a little bit of distance, or did it affect her in any type of way from you being gone? Uh, she was young. She I remember her telling me one day I pulled back to drop her off over uh, her aunt's house because I was in the Oregon house, and uh, she was mad because I was dropping her off. She was like, I wish you'd go back to school. I'm like, <laughs> girl, you don't know what you said. Like, you yeah. crushed me. You know what I'm saying? And so it was like, I'm like, no, you don't. Yeah, no, you don't. I'm like, I'll be back tomorrow. She's like, no, just go back to school, ma. Just go back to school. And it's like, that's what I say. It's just certain, certain things stand out to you. Mm-hmm. So with that being happening, it was just like, oh, no. It's like, But I, even when I caught my case, I remember... Um, 
I was going up for my bond or I had got sentenced. No, I no, I got sentenced. And it was December 22nd, it was like three days before Christmas, my mom was in the courtroom with me. I remember looking at my hands and asking God, what is my purpose with my hands? Let me be able to live my purpose out. Mm -hmm. And so with me coming home from prison, I took my hair seriously, went to school, uh, got my license, and started doing hair. Mm -hmm. And I was in the hair industry for about 20-some years. Mm -hmm. And um, it's like I'll never forget that. So how was your um, hair industry journey? It was fun. It's fine. I, anybody who's a hairdresser, you're really a counselor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're more than just a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. You're a counselor in a lot of ways. Um, I love to put a smile on people's face. That's good. I love to see people happy. I'm big on that. Mm-hmm. I hate seeing anybody down. Yeah. If I could try to, if I could heal the world, I would. I know you can't, but mm-hmm. I would try. Um, so, but you keeping everyone smiling, keeping everyone happy. What do you do for you to uh, make sure you always smiling and happy and healed and everything? How do you keep yourself together? I think I love music, <laughs> um, church. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, you really got me thinking. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, because we don't think about that. Yeah, cause I've been taking care of people so yeah, many years. It's when like you take care of people so long, and you got to get to a point where you're like, dang. So what do I do for me? I you think know? I got to that point when my daughter went to college. Okay. That's when I got to the point of okay. Because your whole focus was just on her, right? Making sure she could. I had her, and I had I had um. I had, uh, I'm not going to, I didn't adopt her, but one of my friends' uh, daughter has stayed with me ever since she was 12. Okay. And and that's because her mother had went to prison. Okay. So I was there for my, my sister, you know what I'm saying? I call her my sister, my god mm-hmm. sister. And um, so I had two kids. Okay. At a young age. So a lot of things people were doing I wasn't doing. Right. When I got, you know, because I had two little girls looking up to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, my main focus was on them until my daughter left out and went to college. Mm-hmm. And so, and when I, she went to college, it was a it was a void. That's I, what I was getting ready to say. Hell yeah. Oh, my void. God. I was it, tripping. Because <laughs> you're so used to your same routine mm-hmm. that you do every day, taking mm-hmm. care of your daughter and your goddaughter mm-hmm. and other people. Mm-hmm. Friends, family. Man, yeah. Your clients. My house saving the rest. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, hey, y'all, come on. Come on in. You're going to get a meal. Yeah. You're going to get a word. And you're going to get some loving. Yeah. You walk through my doors. But where's your meal and your loving? And everyone looking out for you and asking you, are you okay? They never do that. My point is exactly. <laughs> they don't. But it's okay with me. Yeah, it's okay with you, but you need it. Yeah, to an extent. Yeah, but you need it, though. So it's, it'll be to a point when someone asks you that, you're going to feel awkward. I like just did. Right, I just like. Yeah. 
Like, what? What do you? But mean? It, that's why I said once. But that's why I said once I got to having to do for just me. It was very weird. My first year, I oh, I went through a lot. Depression. Um, oh, I cried every day. What led you to that, though? Cause it was like like how you said it was. Um, I had the same routine, and it's like mm-hmm. well, I was I was I, I was cool. I get up till they started driving. You know what I'm saying? Make mm-hmm. sure the clothes washed. That my kids will tell you right now. I. I'm always up. They swear I never sleep. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I'm still like that to this day. My daughter, she hates <laughs> when she got to stay at home if she's not at work because she works nights. Because I'm up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Oof. But with me being up at 5 o'clock in the morning, I'm praying. Yeah. That's what people don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm meditating. I'm talking to God. Mm-hmm. I'm getting Micah together for the day. So a lot of people don't know that. They just might think, oh, she just be it. No, I'm cleaning my house. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm making sure, you know, whatever needs to be done is done. But it's really my time with God in between probably about 4 to 5 o'clock. And I've been like that forever. But because I was praying over my kids at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom used to wake us up every morning. She drove the bus for Acre Public School, so she had to be at work at 5.30. Right. Six o'clock, so she would make wake me and my brother up and make us have prayer before he went to school. Mm-hmm. We ain't like it then. Well, he probably did. I didn't. I used to be laying <laughs> on the side of the wall, From the like dreading it. yes. And I look at you doing it. But I still. But yeah. that's why I said. I, I guess that's what makes me happy. Yeah, it keeps you going. Mm-hmm. But just you having that form of emptiness, though, it's like. Man, that, and that's what brought you into your depression. Like, dang. Yeah, that did. Um, yes. Yeah, it was just like, dang. But even through that depression stage, um, I learned a lot about me. That's why, did anyone know you was? Oh, hell yeah. Shit, what? <laughs> but did they, did they make sure you was cool? As yeah, they reached out. Okay. Yeah, my friends reached out to that's me. Um I got praying friends. I got oh, I got church family. That's the bomb, Good. man. I'm my church family type of one. Hey, I text them like I ain't about to go to jail. Pray. <laughs> <laughs> they pray like Lord. Here go like it. But I but I love my church because they real. That's so it's like I could. So it's like I text like the prayer warriors like hey. Pray real quick, cause man, my temper is on ten right now, or I'm not thinking right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I oh yeah, I, I have a good support system. They were there for me very much mm-hmm. so, and um, but those are the people that you don't see me with. Okay, yeah, that's how I usually go. But then, <laughs> then my rider dies. Riders, yep. <laughs> The ones you don't see, you don't, the you wouldn't even think that we talk. And then some of you like, dang, where where that come from? Where they come from? Who was that? Mm-hmm. That and don't be the main ones that's like there for you through it all. Always have been. I mean, through it all. Always, they just they are consistent. Ooh. What they love, it's real. So, what is some other battles that you face besides you going to prison? prison? Oh, I've been kidnapped. <laughs> You've been kidnapped. Yeah, I got kidnapped on Copley Road. Well, how that come about? 
Um, I don't know how it came about. I mean, that's a, a million dollar. I mean, <laughs> But for them to just come out, and yeah, just me out of all you, people, yeah, that was weird saying, as hell to like, me too. But they ain't it happened. Nothing like why or where you going or give me your money or I mean, what, what was the whole <laughs> purpose of it? Just having okay, listen, I ran in the store to go get me a blunt and some cigarettes. Yeah, I anybody who knows me knows I don't never get out the car. I am a drive-through queen. <laughs> um, I, I get out the car, and it was nighttime, so I really don't get out the car. So um, I put up the cigarette seat on the side of the building. I ran in, get my buns and cigarettes. Literally had my money in hand. Boom, boom, came back out, got in the car, and I remember him, the guy saying, "Give me all your money." And so I turned like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I'm like, "Wait a minute!" Like, get out of my car. The whole time saying, wait a minute, get out of my car, this, this pistol in my face. So I'm like, wait a minute, you got a gun? Oh, you for real, for real. Boy, if you don't get out of my car. <laughs> like, uh-uh. But he was dead serious. Dead serious. He's like, start calling me all type of bitches, shut the fuck up. Before I shoot you. So that point, you already know. I, yeah. I'm like, hold on, wait like, a minute. Wait a minute now. Wait, this this is real. Mm-hmm. So, um, another guy joined the car. Um, they put me in the back seat with the other guy. And the other guy started driving my car. Pulled off, talking about where's my money at, where's my debit card. Um, I tell people all the time, listen, I am not rich. <laughs> I like nice things. Mm-hmm. I buy me nice things, but nah. Strictly for you. Yeah, cause this is I like to enjoy what I work so hard for. Exactly. So, um, at, especially at this time, man, girl, I had a hundred and ten dollars in my left titty. I never forget it. A bag of weed, and they weren't about to get my last money. I was broke, 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 broke down. I was riding on expired tags and everything. So the dude trying to search me like, she got something. I know she got something. I'm like, I'm telling y'all for real, I'm broke. I don't got nothing, y'all. I don't got nothing. And they wouldn't get my weed, honey. <laughs> they, <laughs> they wouldn't get my weed and they wouldn't get my money. So I'm just like, so I patted myself down for him. Like, I told y'all I got nothing. The guy still got the pistol to my head. And the driver's in front of me. Drives me all over town. Um, he finally comes down to, you know where the expressway is? Down near Club Wonder? Yeah. Okay, and then you can come back up to, like, you're going coming back to the west side. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he had um, finally pulled over there. I wasn't good. I, I started praying in the car. I started talking out loud. He was telling me, shut up. Bitch, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm going to kill you by this gift. I'm Girl, what? You ain't about to overpower so, me over God's word. Period. Period. He had, um, that took me out the car, took me behind this abandoned house, and said, since you ain't got no money, you broke bitch, you ain't got shit, you gonna give me something. Bitch, you gonna suck my dick, you gonna do something. I'm like, who? Who gonna do that? I'm like, no, but yesterday they tell you something. I said, um, I done made peace with myself in that car, on that ride. So if it's in God's will, (laughs) 
you might go and blow my head off now because that ain't gonna happen, baby. So when I said that, I had my he had the gun to me and I had my hands up and um, that bitch get on the ground. Get on the motherfucking ground. So when I got on the ground, in my mind, I was in a um a prayer. Mm-hmm. Because I'm on my knees. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I started praying out loud. And I said, you know what, God I said, Father God, forgive this man for he know not his faults. He does not know who I am. I am your child. God, give this man a second chance. And I'm like, so as so, soon as I said Jesus, he cracked me upside my head with the pistol on the side. Wow. I'm like, Jesus. I said, because in my mind, from my upbringing, you call upon the name of the Lord, the devil will flee. Yeah. So hit me again. The third time he hit me, I said, Jesus, he knocked me out. And um, when I woke up, I don't know how long I had been out. I wasn't touched. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have my car. I didn't have my, you know, material things, but I had my life. Yeah. And I had my, you know, respect as me because I, being raped or anything like that, I don't think personally Micah could handle that. Just the type of person that I am. Because um, I, I probably want retaliation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and by any means necessary, I'm going to find your ass. Mm-hmm. But um, I went back to the eighth grade in my head, and uh, I remember hurling over a fence like I was running hurdles for Perkins. Mm-hmm. It took me back in my mind to just different things to get me out of the situation. I ran the club wonder, um, bammed on the door for a... Uh, DD to let me in. Mm-hmm. When um, I got in there, I, I was still scared because I didn't. Tr- I don't know if y'all know these people or what. So I, I was up underneath her bar and I was crying. She just tell me what's going on, what's going on. So you know, she ended up calling the police and stuff. Um, and I'm a survivor. That's a blessing. Yeah. And y'all better <laughs> learn the word of God. Really? <laughs> People don't understand that. It's powerful. Oh, yeah. It's, it's very powerful. I'm not it, perfect. I tell anybody, I'm not perfect. I have my flaws. But each and every day I wake up, you know, Lord, we got this today, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and wherever I fall short at, you know, ask, I ask for forgiveness. I tell people all the time, always right your wrongs. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Don't, don't leave something wrong. And you know it's wrong. Yeah. Make it right. So you can have that up off of you, off of your spirit. Mm-hmm. And I said, so you'll be able to be free. So and move forward. Exactly. I mean, I, did, I done did, I done did a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? But the, the older I've gotten the older, and the older that I, I'm going to get, you know what I'm saying? That's what I said in the beginning. Hey, I'm waiting on my glory. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I, I can't wait to see. All the seeds I done planted in people's lives. Yeah, mm-hmm. they might have talked about me, walked out on me. I don't care about that shit. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see who they need to be yeah. and who God wants them to be. And that's the biggest thing to me with anybody in life. Yeah, but for you too. Oh, definitely me. I'm first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> be first. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I, I, I'm sitting back though. I'm, I, I'm very patient. Yeah, but because I've been so I've been so doing it my way for so many years, mm-hmm. so it's like I'm very patient now. One thing for certain, he 
he's in you and mm-hmm. he's with you. Definitely. That's for sure. Oh, we rose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For sure. And he's sending you on tasks for his children for a reason. Yeah. That's where I'm at today, though. I'm from, I don't do hair anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, what made you stop doing hair? You've been doing it for years. Yeah, I know. Did you get one of them ponytails back in the day with the pump it up flip? (laughs) (laughs) They got a picture of uh, some one of y'all's morph, both those morphs, and everybody in the picture hair I did. I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) My mama's basement. But um, I was going through a a new season in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually, at that time, what the actual incident was I had um, a young girl, you know, still love her to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I tell anybody, I don't got to like you, but I got to love you. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people fall short at. That's where that forgiveness come in. Yeah, definitely. And your peace. Yeah, definitely. Your peace of mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I ain't going to hell behind nobody. No. <laughs> No, I'll go. I'll go by myself. I can yeah. do it better. And you know, a lot of people don't realize that your personal problems, your personal feelings, mm-hmm. everything that has to do with you personal has absolutely nothing to do Mm-mm. with me. We as people take it personal. Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> but and that's why I say um, I love her. Like, mm, but I love her. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Uh, it was a situation happened. I was trying to, you know, being the older person in the shop, you know, show her the ins and outs and tell her, you know, you can't do this like that, do like that. And it went to the left. So I, me, everybody know I'm silly. I'm laughing at the situation, but you really trying to fight me. I'm like, girl, do you know I would crush you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it was, it was funny. And I think the more that I laughed at it, the more it made her more angrier. It should, <laughs> it's it's that growth in you. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's that growth in you. And there was God like, baby, it's okay. Just just go this route. Yeah. I got you on But I knew head. for where my child is at in her life. Yeah. It wasn't good for me to stay where I, it that place at that point in time Mm -hmm. because I didn't want my child to get any type of she has the spirit of me so I know what she's capable of doing and what's so crazy is I I know a lot of like with her having a spirit of you just imagine her spirit is two times (laughs) don't remind me For real. And that's how it be. That's like your, like with your mom. Mm-hmm. You like two times of your mom and then it keep going. Yeah. And you're like, dang, how all this happened of all of us? They swear I don't act nothing like my mom. They swear I act. That's probably the inner. I'm the dad. I act just like my dad. <laughs> I should have been the boy. Mike. Uh, they should call me Michael. <laughs> I, but oh, I was dang. just. Because I, I, I went to the streets. I did everything, mm-hmm. basically, what my dad did. My dad was in the streets. He worked a job. Um, I was in the streets, worked a job. So it was just, yeah. But but once you got to that point. My temper shot. totally is my mother's. Okay. Yeah. But all everything else, the people, person, 
funny, all that. That's part of my. That's my dad's side. That's my okay. dad, and I was more so raised with my father's side. Okay. I was around my mom's side a lot, um, but you know, you got two different sides of the family. It was like I was just the only kid that age, so I didn't feel like I fit it in. Okay. Because either everybody was older than me or they were younger than me. Okay. So if I go with the older kids, they're like, oh, my God, get away, you little kid. Then I go with the little kids, I just feel like I was too, too big. Young. So I stuck with my dad's side of family more because I had a cousin, same age as me. Mm-hmm. We went to high school and stuff together. Um, and it was everybody was more so my age. Okay. And they kicked it over there. Yeah, okay. You go to my dad's house, you listen to music. My, yeah. gra- my grandfather's house, they would listen to music, drinking beers. And it was just fun over there. Right. (laughs) You go over my mom's side, they ain't doing none of that. It's strictly catch a cake, happy birthday, and keep it moving. But I love them both the same. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah. So with my child, at that point in my life, it was just like, okay. It was hard. I'll never forget that day either. So you, so ever since that day of the incident, mm-hmm. you just like, I'm not doing hair no more. Mm-mm. I'm not. I still do hair. I got, I, I got a full salon in my basement. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just not in no shop. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, Mm-mm. got you. Got Mm-mm. you. But at that time, I didn't know what God had in store for me, though. Okay. It was just, I'm going home. I ain't fucked. I ain't paying boofer. I ain't paying. I'm pissed now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I've been in shop forever. I'm feeling, you know, how your feelings. But then it's like, you know, the peace means more than anything. Yeah, my daughter's uh, keeping her a clear record. Certain things I don't want her to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, a, I'm a person who writes in a journal. Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> so, um, a lot of things that I've written in my journal, you know, I try to stick by it or, you mm-hmm. know, and and one of my things, I have a, I have Mercedes, uh, Mitsukiana, Shonda, Maria, six or seven girls that I've always prayed for from the time they walked in my life. Mm-hmm. And, um, they my babies. And a lot of them, i my prayers, even in my journal, is that, Lord, the things that I went through, let let me have been a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And not let them go through it. Yes. And then, you know, I think and this another thing, too, is since you so much of an example of them, mm-hmm. it, it creates you to go on a different path also. Mm-hmm. And then also from them being so protective of you, you don't want them involved in anything if you do get to that point. Totally. Because they will be coming too. So, it's like a whole bunch of it's a whole bunch of things. But they already know how I am now. They, like, my daughter now is like, where did my mom go? Like, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. I'm like, girl, I gotta sit out and pray and have you covered because nigga, you wild. Like somebody got her, you know. Yeah. So it that's what I say, even to this day I'm still growing. Yeah. With my kid and um becoming a better version of me. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like I oh yeah, I, 
She's like, so pretty. Manicure. I'm sorry, is she still working at Walgreens? Mm-mm. No. She's uh, actually says assistant. She's works some some home health aid some girl. I don't really? give me a lie. She's so dang old pretty. But thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so gorgeous. She's crazy. And sweetheart, too. She's, she's a sweetheart, though. Ooh, I tell her all the time, uh-uh, honey. <laughs> if I wag you, is lying right there, man. She <laughs> No, she, she know is. how to act. And I know that Bria, Bria loves the, you. Oh, they're my babies. Ooh. That girl yeah. would love you. Yeah, but that's why I say I'm. A, that's why I'm sitting over here, kind of like I. Da, 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 it's it's like six or seven of them, from the time that they were babies. They just mm-hmm. always. Yeah. They're my babies. I I, I want them to see them at their best. Yeah. I want to see them. I've never hid anything from none of my kids. From no story, not, mm-hmm. nothing I've been it's through a in life. That they have you though. Oh yeah, they're my girl. They're my babies, and just to even you know see them. You know, prosper and do different things. You know, mm-hmm. like I tell them all the time, uh, where they at right now in, in their life, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I was in penitentiary, so right there, you beating me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So keep moving forward. You know, Bria acts. Me. Bria acts a lot like me. <laughs> That's I what's. Can, I can I see it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what's funny. It. But just seeing them prosper, even my niece. You know. um, she worked for Children's Services. She just had her daughter about a year ago. And just to see her just blossom to the woman that, you know, God wants her to be. Mm-hmm. I, I'm here for a purpose. Right. And I I feel like once you find out what your purpose is, you are right. You can conquer it all. Exactly. And, you know, a lot of people is empty from figuring out that purpose. Mm-hmm. I think it's sometimes people lose their purpose because they think other people's purpose is supposed to be theirs too. I went through that. Did you? Yeah, because I lived with the, um, my family was a church family. Mm-hmm. So I went through a point in time, you know, I was all the way live church, church, church. I wasn't smoking, drinking, da, 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 this and that, that. And it was more so I felt like I was doing it for my family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, not saying anything that I, you know, I did was wrong, or but once I have failed, because um, at the time I was dating somebody that was in prison, came home penitentiary, I started sleeping with him, blah, blah, skip. Right there, you know, I removed myself, mm-hmm. and um, but I never stopped going. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I removed because I was I was on the praise dance team. Um, oh, they'll tell you I'll be the tambourine down. Okay. <laughs> but that's my form of worship. Mm-hmm. So when I do play the tambourine, I'm definitely beating the devil's head. Something going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think at that time in my life, I did it more to, you know, my mama quit stressing about me. My brother, he a pastor. He quit hearing about me in the streets or reading about me in the paper, being a paper cup. You know what I'm saying? So it was just more so like, but it wasn't me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because it's more of me. My aunt had asked me probably about six or seven years ago to um, write, could, could uh, we write our testimonies so she could, you know, share them because um, she's a mother of the Church of God in Christ mm-hmm. over the whole United States of America. So that's like... <laughs> So it's like I'm surrounded by it, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So um, at that time in my life, I didn't write it for her. 
Mm. And she said, well, why? I said, because he's not through with my story. Wow. And at that time, I didn't know what else the story had to come. Mm-hmm. I just know I just wasn't, it just wasn't done. One thing I can <laughs> say off this whole conversation is you are really protected and covered. Totally. <laughs> Like, seriously, you really are because it's like, it's not, you have a village of people that's been praying over you oh, for yeah. so many years, let alone in your, in your circle as far as from your mother and your mm-hmm. brother, mm-hmm. definitely your brother. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's my right <laughs> hand. They'll tell yeah. you. So it's like having that form of protection is like even greater on top of whatever you're praying for, for yourself mm-hmm. too. So you you gon' your your time is coming. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> Girl, you gonna see that glory yep. in my hair. <laughs> but I had to I had to go coming. through some things. It's, it's always been in me. At a yeah. young age I got um I think I was ten years old, I got prophesied over. Mm-hmm. And um his name was Elder McDaniel. I'll never forget things that I don't forget, I just don't forget. And he told me that at that age of ten you are not to fit in with the crowd. You are the person they look up to. So by me saying that, the stuff that I did through my years, Mm -hmm. I was fitting in with the crowd. Yeah, but how? I I wasn't doing, because. You, You was having a younger ministry. A like, younger ministry? Yeah, like, no, it, I'm going to break it down to you. Like, as far as the things that you've been through, right? Mm-hmm. Say, for instance, like, you was going to chapel and you experienced the other side of mm. the world of goodness and where they, everybody be like, oh, this is great. No, you know, I'll tell you how it is. You know how you, like, you got the hood and then you got rich. Yeah. Then you got this this garden. Yeah. So I tell people all the time, they're like, Mikey, you, you from the hilltop? No. <laughs> like, Mikey, you from the beach? No. Well, Mikey, where? I'm from the garden. <laughs> I'm right in the middle. Yeah. And so it was either I can go this way. If I turn, when I got to the corner of Benita and Statham, if I turn right, I'm headed to the hood. Yeah, but you experienced it all. Oh, yeah. To a point where God may even lead you to minister. Um... Nine times out of ten, I'm not surprised. Like, seriously. (laughs) Because it's it's nothing like having someone in ministry that experience and have experience in every single form Mm -hmm. of life when you could just sit up there and you can help so many other people. You're here to help people. Mm. That's for certain. But at the same time, God is going to direct you into ministry to be coincide with your Mm. brother. Now, why you do that? <laughs> I'm serious. No, but why you do that? Because. <laughs> like, really? I'm serious. <laughs> you look at me. Y'all, I wish y'all see how she looking at me. I'm so serious. We in ministry now. Really? Yeah. For real? If you, if you think about it. I mean, yeah, but... It's deeper because than that. It's deeper than that. It is. I, and and I, and this is the guy honest truth. What you're saying is very true. Before this, before Michael Jowsley just served, 
I probably would be that person. I'm serious. You're getting prepared Where we at? for that. Yeah. If I keep telling you about my glory, girl, you want me to come over <laughs> and tell you, is this you dumb? No, but it's just, it's just, I don't know. Maybe because it's like me just hearing, like seeing her talking to you, but I, but it's not. But you know that, you, you know that, Micah. That. I know, but it's your spirit. That's like, awesome. It's, I feel it. I don't. I got a spirit of discernment. Girl, you're like, powerful. Like seriously. Yeah, that's I why. Feel. That's why I was sitting. That's why you say I wish you. You know, I. We just say. I wish y'all could see how she looking at me. Because I really wanted to tell you, like, okay, really, for real, shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> because know, that's, it's, like it's something that has happened all my life. Mm-hmm. I I've, I truly ran for my calling. Yeah, running, sprinting. Right. Yeah. I, I'm jogging now. <laughs> because, and, I, and the reason why I say I'm jogging now, because he, where he has slowed me down, because I accepted my ministry with the counseling. Mm-hmm. And even with the counseling, it separated me from the old things that I used to do to mm-hmm. where I'm becoming who I am today. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say that. But yeah, totally. Yeah, honey, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. For real. Like, but that's why have... I quit hosting. You're going to kill it. They didn't, they was like, well, it was just like all of a sudden I quit hosting because, and this has got honest truth, the mic I was hosting is not. That mic I'm supposed to be behind. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I stopped. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. I can't even explain it because it's just the way I be feeling sometimes. Like sometimes a person won't even have to talk mm-hmm. and I feel something. I see something and everything. People may think I'm crazy. I done seen horns come out of people and everything. Mm-mm. I done seen red eyes. I done, I done seen. No, you're all. not crazy. Some people <laughs> would think I'm crazy though. No, but, but I, and that's because have, that's their knowledge. That. Yeah, because I can't have conversations like that with, with a lot of people. Yeah. Oh yeah. You scare them off. Yeah, yeah, they won't comprehend it. And I think a lot of times that has happened to me with my friends, with different friends I've had. Um, I'm very blunt mm-hmm. and anybody knows me. I'm like that. So I'm the type of friend, my girlfriend be like, um, we about to go bust this windows out. All right. Now we can go do that, but you know what can happen. I'm just letting mm-hmm. you know what can happen. They don't want to hear that. They want to hear no, nah, bitch, come on. We done. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not girlfriend. Like, all right, I'm right with you, mm-hmm. but you know, you're going to jail. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And you know if, or say she didn't cut her nigga. Now listen, you know if you embarrass him in front of this girl, he gonna embarrass you. Mm-hmm. So why even go through it? So, so Same a lot, stress. <laughs> right. A lot of times, and I think that's what has hindered me. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, I'm gonna tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. You might not accept it. You might not like it. But it's going to come to pass. And I, I, the reason why I know it, because I know what God tell me. Mm-hmm. So I've dealt with that with my ministry. Up to where I'll be there. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I keep staying my word and getting stronger and yeah. doing things like this. Because I told you I wasn't going to come. Yeah, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> I wasn't, but I'll tell you, if I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you the message, though. But that, it's, it's a stepping stone, though. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, okay, I'm doing something to, you know, just to step out. Like, okay, I'm going to do it. No, I, I always I tell people all the time, like, I'm better than Wendy Williams. I'm, and I'm going to bring Oprah out of retirement. You be a better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you better. Yeah, but I'm telling you, it's a process. And I'll tell anybody, don't rush your process. It is. It's a and stay in process. tune to who you are. A lot of people, I, I feel short. Mm-hmm. Stay in tune and stay in your lane. Yeah. You, you have to. And because sometimes we get the zigzagging all over the place and... It has absolutely nothing to do with us. But even with them zigzag, though, it's purpose. Learning lessons. <laughs> <laughs> like, girl, what you going it's, there for? It's, it's purpose behind it. So everything that I've been through in life, um, from the kidnapping, the penitentiary, uh, metal plates, uh, metal plate in my mouth, um, single parent, um, mm-hmm. Raise a child that wasn't mine. Mm-hmm. Other people's kids help raise them. Um, mm-hmm. My biggest thing about everything and all that has happened is that God has favor over my life. Mm-hmm. And I think I think, and that's why that's the most thing that keeps me moving mm-hmm. and keep going and keep being strong, protecting the heck out of you. Mm-hmm. Folks don't understand. You got an armory all day yourself. Man, we coming deep. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> my prayer words go. Yeah, but definitely. Seriously, man. yes. So, in closing, in a few words, can you tell our listeners something that could keep them motivated and things to keep them going? Something real positive. First things first, I, I believe in God. So if you need to believe in, if you believe in God, always have your relationship with God 100. You don't never have to be fake with him. Um, if you believe in higher power, that's on you. But have something that you believe in and that you stand for. Um, Be a woman that stands out. Um, Take every stride in life as lessons. Mm -hmm. Don't take it personal. And with you taking it not personal, you'll be able to see different things and different people and different stuff to where you'll be able to grow for you. Always take your life and you personal. And I think that's where a lot of women fail at. Um, If I would have took certain situations more personal, just worried about me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? A lot of things might have went different. But it didn't. And this is where you are today. And always love. Always love. Love is everything. It covers a multitude of sins. It do. 
So as long as you had, as long as you got got it first, and you focus on yourself first, because <laughs> if you're not right, anything that's around you it ain't gonna be right either. Because you ain't together, so you gotta make sure you're good, and don't ever let go of love. Well, thank you, Micah, for coming. Oh, hey. <laughs> I appreciate it. I love it. <laughs> I'm about to bring you back on some other stuff, too. <laughs> no problem. Anytime. I will come back. Anytime. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. I'm ready. Good. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Life Her Podcast, where we help heal women all over the world. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Life Her Podcast, and go on to our website, lifeherpodcast.com. You can listen to our other podcast episodes, purchase merchandise. I am Yvette Lloyd. I am Life Her. Love yourself, ladies. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Life Her Podcast, where we help heal women all over the world. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Life Her Podcast, and check out our YouTube page as well. And make sure you subscribe. You can also look onto our website and you can purchase merchandise and listen to the podcast episodes. I am Yvette Lloyd. I am Life Her. Love yourself, ladies. Take care of yourself and others you love dearly.